Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, it's a Friday morning. Let's get this show on the road. We got some football we want to watch this weekend. So let's get things moving, right? Let's get these phone calls coming in. Let's get you heard all across Montana. Let's make this hour even faster than it normally goes so we can watch some football this weekend. No, no, actually, I, I'm very excited. No, it's so incredible to have uh, another Montana team in the national championship here. The Montana State Bobcats were in Frisco, Texas two years ago facing off against the South Dakota State Jackrabbits for the national championship and now the University of Montana Grizzlies on the ground in Frisco, Texas. It's been great seeing some of the coverage, the, the send-off they got in Missoula, the welcome. I think they were all given cowboy hats, a, a great welcome down in Frisco, Texas. And uh, yeah, and then the big game on Sunday. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, what do you want to talk about here on this Friday? Let, let's get things rolling. Um, I heard from one of our listeners in Malta yesterday because I, you know, I put out the word, hey, I think we're going to have open phones Friday, little open lines Friday on Montana Talks. So what do you want to talk about? I think I heard from one of our listeners in Malta said, hey, I'm going to call in about this whole Epstein story. Uh, apparently this guy, how many pages? Is it like 900 and some pages of documents that were released on these these Epstein, the Jeffrey Epstein files that have come out, really damaging for uh, former President Bill Clinton, uh, kind of more than anybody. But there's a bunch of Hollywood celebrities whose names are in these documents as well. And uh, anyway, um, uh, one of our listeners in Malta said, I, I, I've been reading through every single one of these documents. Man, this is some uh, some shocking uh, stuff. So he said he might call in today and kind of tell you what stood out to him from uh, pouring over the 900 plus Epstein documents. So that's one phone call we might get, uh, but like I say, phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. Uh, Evelyn Pyburn with the Big Sky Business Journal, she sent me a note. She said she would be interested in hearing what Montanans think about this. Evelyn sent me an, an email, and uh, she, and she was she said, hey, I just saw that a interim legislative committee in Helena for the Montana legislature just endorsed this concept in what was it, a nine-to-one vote? She says, uh, "She says I'm just hearing about this now, but I would be interested in hearing what Montanans have to say about it. And, uh, yeah, looking at, at one report here, uh, this comes from the, the liberal blog, uh, the, the Daily Montanan website. Legislators uh, took a, a nine-to-one vote Thursday – uh, to support some changes uh, here uh, on, on ballot collection. But but the other uh, write-up that I saw was in, I think, the Lee newspapers in the Helena IR, if I'm not mistaken, where basically, yeah, this is, this is from the Helena IR, majority vote elections get support from a group of lawmakers. So basically, you could win a statewide office without getting 50% of the vote right now. This would require a candidate to get 50% plus one in order to be named the winner. I like the concept in general, but anyway, interested in hearing your thoughts. That and more coming up after this. Serving the great state of Montana. 
From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, I want to get your take on this story. Majority vote elections get support from group of lawmakers. This was a piece by uh, Holly Michaels uh, for the Helena IR. I like that concept myself. I, I do not like the fact that somebody can run for statewide office in Montana, not even get a majority vote of support from Montanans, and then, boom, they get to dictate uh, to, to the rest of us for, for the rest of their time in office and then turn into career politicians and more. So I, I like the idea that, okay, you, you might have three or four candidates in a race, uh, you know, a Democrat, a Republican, a Libertarian, and uh, if they allowed a Green Party candidate to be on the ballot – Okay, but if nobody gets 50% of the vote, well, now we do a runoff election between the top two. And the top two go to a runoff election. And now you have a clear head-to-head matchup. Uh, Montanans get to make a choice. And then and then whoever gets elected to office, they can say, yes, this person won a majority of the vote here in Montana. So I like that concept. I, I don't really like this. This other concept that's being pushed um, uh, by by the same group, there's there's another concept known as the uh, uh, the top four uh, primary uh, concept. Um, it sounds a little too much like ranked choice voting, if you ask me. So uh, so I don't like that idea. But the whole idea of a runoff election to get the you know to make sure that whoever uh, takes office has fifty percent of the vote at least. I, I like that idea and concept, uh, if that's truly what this would do. Uh, but interested in your take, you can call in 406-294-0970. Or if you got something else you want to talk about, give us a ring as well. Open Lines Friday here on Montana Talks. In fact, our first caller on the phone lines, I mentioned uh, we had a listener in Malta who has been reading every single one of these Epstein documents that's been released well, uh, he's first up on the phone lines. Rye, great to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> Thanks for having me on here. I just want to go, yeah, there there are a lot of document uh, pages here. This first document that was released was 945 pages long. Took me about 12 hours to go through. Uh, a lot of it, the media is right on some, but the media is wrong on some others. There are some name drops. But there is no clear evidence on a lot of the name drops. It's just that name drops. Uh, there is. I recommend for anybody who wants to read this stuff, go right ahead. It's a. It's a. It's not a list as you're thinking of, though. It is court documents. It's. It's a tough read. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot of it is secondhand information or or, or thirdhand information. Even this is just this this is like getting raw material. This is just the the court documents have been submitted. Uh, but yeah, no. I to me, just as somebody who hasn't gone through and read every single one of these documents, that's what's frustrating to me. So for those who aren't tracking, Jeffrey Epstein is the guy who they claim killed himself, right? Uh, even though he has all this information on all of these people who who participated with him in these sex crimes against children and sex trafficking, you know Epstein's Island, um, and so so what what people really want to know, okay, so who who took part in this illegal activity and how do we hold them accountable? 
you know, it's it's basically been confirmed that Bill Clinton, former President Clinton, flew on several of Epstein's flights. The the more explosive allegation is that that, that came out of the latest uh, documents release was that was that Bill Clinton uh, personally went in to Vanity Fair and and tried to get them tried to block them from writing a bad article about Jeffrey Epstein. But but. But, yeah, you, you hit on something that's been frustrating to me, which is they're throwing all of these names out there, especially these Hollywood celebrities that were just casually mentioned. There, there, there's nothing that says that these people participated in what Epstein did or even flew with or even met with Epstein. But because their names are mentioned, it's like this media coverage is making people think that there's all of these other people that are involved. And to me. I, it, it's almost like this is deliberately taking place because they're trying to they're trying to water it down so that the people that really do need to held do, need, the, the people that do, do need to be held accountable won't because it'll be so watered down that that all of these other names have been thrown out in, in the meantime. Yep. Yeah. Uh, back on the Bill Clinton thing, there is a lot of in the and now I have not read the, the new set of documents that was just released last night. That's another 385 pages, I believe. Uh, I'll get to that. I still have to cross-reference flight logs, which a lot of people have done, news media whatsoever. There's a lot of people out there going, sifting through this information. But I felt that to get it firsthand, I would sift through it myself and see what I thought about it. Uh, there are still, which I know they're protecting victims, but in these in this first set of documents released, there are still pages redacted along with you know bits and pieces obvious names redacted there um i would be curious to see what is redacted in those 18 pages yeah and uh again as said uh bill clinton prince andrew those are the top names that stick out there are a few congressmen that are unnamed there's a governor that's been named and others but not specifically in this document so, yeah, there's a lot of information out there, and they're just they're throwing it all out there trying to, like you said, water it down. And nothing is going to come of this if we keep watering it down. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It seems like they're trying to muddy the waters here to make it sound so that so that the people who really should be held accountable, whether it's uh, former President Clinton or others or these unnamed uh, members of Congress, so that by the time the the, the real uh, you know dirt comes out, it's like oh yeah, but they claimed all these other people were on the flights and uh, anyway, great insight, right? Thanks for calling in. Stand by. Back. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, great update there from Rye in Malta who read through these Epstein documents. And, yeah, just two things he wanted to, to emphasize. I caught up with him a little bit more during the break. He said, hey, if you go read uh, through these documents, you know, this is uh, subpoenas. This is uh, raw court documents. He said, so just be be aware there's some very nasty graphic stuff uh, in these documents. But, yeah, the main thing he wanted to get out there was about the names. And, and also, don't just don't – just, don't just assume that every name you're hearing on the radio means, oh, yeah, they, they were part of 
and, and it goes back into the, the muddying of the waters that we were talking about. In fact, uh, next up on the phone lines here, we've got the phone lines open for you, 406-294-0970. We've got Perry in Columbus uh, next up on the phone lines. And Perry, I know you wanted to talk about another topic, but when I checked in with you during the break, you had a great response to this whole Epstein story as well. You you, you, you gave me the line that, that yeah, they're, they're basically, they're spreading the peanut butter so thin on the cracker so that that when yeah when the real story comes out they hope that people don't care as much right that would be about it yeah <laughs> yeah so so when it's a clinton or when uh or or somebody else uh, they can they can then downplay it and oh nothing more to see here old news uh yeah and it's just crazy that it's taking this long to get any of this information out in the first place well well what prompted your call this morning what did you want to talk about well good morning aaron and to all your montana listeners it's freedom friday and i'm calling to help conservatives get rid of tiktok day ron john tester my wife gail and i are working with the stillwater county republican women's group to do just that we are selling Tester equals deep state or tester equals swamp rat bumper stickers for $2 each. Mix and match. And if you buy 50 or more, we'll include the mailing costs in your purchase. Tester gets millions in California lefty money. We want to blanket Montana with bumper stickers planting the seed in people's minds that they should help boot his giant butt out of that Senate chair this November. To top it off, Proceeds from our sales go to support a scholarship fund for a Stillwater County high school senior. Contact us on Facebook at Stillwater County Republican Women or our personal email at ghelt.1, that's the number one, at netzero.com. Are you guys selling some flip-flops? Because, you know, when when, when the weather, it's been nice weather so far, but the snow is finally going to be coming here. But, but, you know, we're going to need some flip-flops. The weather changes. (laughs) Because it's a little bit little bit toastier on your toes we'll probably hook up something like that and i'm going to even offer up our personal phone number because frankly we are desperate to get rid of this guy we all know what a phony he is so contact us and you can help montana be rid of k ron john and that phone number 406-322-9950 and we'll thank you for any help getting rid of that phony baloney guy did you? Yeah, I, flip-flops would be a good seller, I think. Uh, even if people don't want to wear them, you can you can hang them off your, uh, you know, you can you know hang them off. It can be like the fuzzy dice, you know, hanging off your mirror. Yeah, you got it. You can have your tester flip-flops to to highlight all the phony, you know, political ads. Speaking of his his flip-flopping and his phony ads and pretending to be a moderate, did you see his latest campaign commercial where he claims that he saved Hunter's Ed in the schools? No, sir, I have not. We don't have network television. We have a, a nice TV. Oh, we really don't uh, indulge in. <laughs> There's no sense in watching network news. I get my news from people like you 
and the Epoch Times and other sources that actually have credibility with them, you know? That's right. You know, the, the people that didn't fall for all the lockdown garbage uh, during COVID-19, the people that pushed back against it and stood up for the people and stood up for the truth, the people that didn't fall for the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax and blatantly pushed that propaganda, the people that knew that Hunter Biden's laptop was real, the people that knew that, yes, the virus likely came from a lab in China. <coughs> How long did it take some people to figure out that 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 was the case? All right, uh, Perry, great to hear from you. Yeah, for those who who you know, and I didn't see the ad on on network TV either. I saw it, I saw it. Uh, I think via Politico is where I saw this first. And so so John Tester has this new campaign commercial out where where he is he is claiming that you know the Biden administration was going to take away Hunter's safety programs from schools. And I made sure the Republicans got on board to stop it. Oh, give me a break, man. John Tester voted for the bill that basically allowed the Biden administration to say, hey, you schools in Montana, either you get rid of Hunter's safety, either you get rid of archery programs, or we're going to strip away your funding. John Tester voted for that bill. But now he claims that he's the guy who saved Hunter's safety programs. Was it a James Bond movie or was it a Mission Impossible movie? Um, I, 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 I called it a James Bond film on Twitter, but it might have been a Mission Impossible movie. I don't know. I'm not good with my movie, movie references. If John Jackson were here, he'd, he'd tell us. But wasn't this was literally the plot line in, in a James Bond film or a Mission Impossible film where, where the bad guy, where the villain creates the virus, creates the disease, Fauci. The villain creates the disease, creates the virus, and then the villain creates the cure. The villain creates the vaccine so that the villain can profit off of the disease and claim to be the hero. John Tester is the villain who voted for the bill to take away hunter safety programs in the schools, but now he's claiming to be the hero who helped save hunter safety in the schools? This is like literally like a, the the plot line from from a movie. Uh, I mean, it's just so laughable. And then to make it worse, uh, or or even more laughable, the guy that they have in the campaign commercial as the hunter safety instructor, he's the treasurer for a green decoy radical environmental group, a Democrat Party dark money front group known as the Montana Wildlife Federation. That's the guy that they have in the campaign commercial making this laughable claim. Anyway, you just you can't make it up unless you're in Hollywood uh, riding on Epstein's plane. Then you can make it up. Uh, let's see. Who do we got next up? We got. Uh, uh, let's see. Jerry in Hamilton. Jerry, what's going on? What's on your mind? And good morning. Lo- love your show. Appreciate you every morning. Well, you're too kind. Thank you. Now, now this this next this subject is just my opinion. Now, no proof or nothing. It's just my opinion. But I think it's uh, this Epstein thing is twofold. One, I think the, the the media is just waiting breathlessly so they could hopefully they can try to pin Trump to it somehow. And two, it distracts the distracts everybody from Biden, keeps Biden off the headlines, and uh, just breathlessly trying to to pin Trump to it somehow. Oh yeah. Well, in fact, I, you know, I don't know. I wasn't able to, you know, sometimes I'm not able to hear some of the other guys on, on some of the liberal radio shows. Cause you know, they, they're on the radio at the same time as I'm on. Right. 
Uh, but I had heard that one of the liberal radio hosts in Billings, before the Epstein documents came out, they said, oh, Donald Trump, it's going to come out. He flew on that plane with Epstein. And it's like, well, we know Bill Clinton did. But it's funny, the documents come out, and the documents don't contain any assertion uh, of that whatsoever. The only casual Trump reference was Epstein mentioned that he wanted to go visit Trump's casino when he went to New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? But you're right. They're so desperate, not just to try to link Donald Trump to this, but again, they're trying to muddy the waters. They're trying to water things down, and, and they're trying to both sides this story well both sides are mentioned here okay bill clinton being mentioned preferring young girls bill clinton flying on the airplane multiple times with epstein bill clinton walking into the vanity fair headquarters to get them to spike the story is a lot different than hey maybe we should stop at trump's casino when we land in new jersey right well everybody everybody knows bill clinton's a pervert that's not news that's not news and I, and I think if you go back and check, I think Trump barred him from Mar-a-Lago, I think. I think that Trump barred him from Mar-a-Lago, but, but even if they prove Clinton was honest, so, you know, so what? What are we going to do to Clinton? Not let him run for president again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for the airtime, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you. I don't know if you saw it. Did you guys see the, the meme on, on social media where Hillary Clinton spotted purchasing new sniper rifle? Uh, <laughs> Anyway, I don't think it was a Babylon B headline, but it sure could have been. All right. Hey, uh, thanks for the phone call, Jerry. Great to hear from you. Thanks for listening in Hamilton. A good bitter rooter there on the phone lines. Always great. Uh, 294-0970, the number for you. Bill in Broadview. Bill, what's going on? Well, I've, I've got a question, and maybe you or one of the other listeners can come up with an answer or a plan. You know, the country split 50-50 right down the middle. In order to win in 24, we've got to give one or maybe two percent of the ones that voted for Hillary in 16 and Biden in 20 to switch. And there's got to be some plan to do that. I don't think we should rely on issues because if the liberals cared about issues, we would have had a red wave in 22 when Biden had the country totally screwed up. But we didn't have a red wave, and I'm worried about relying too much on getting them to switch because of Biden, because I'm pretty sure that Newsom is going to be their nominee. They're going to dump Biden. So I just wonder if any of the listeners can come up with something. Sure seems like it doesn't. So are are you basically saying that, that, look, people sometimes will vote over uh, not the person, because that's always a – I think that's a red herring. I think people claim that, but they're virtually signaling. They, they vote on personality or looks sometimes. Not most people, but there's a slice of voters that do. Uh, so, yeah, yeah it, it, no matter how bad things get, there's some people that might vote for Gavin Newsom's pretty haircut. Yeah, and his shiny white teeth. <laughs> yeah, which reminds me again, how, why does Joe Biden have more hair at 80 than he did at 30? Uh, and, and why did Rush Limbaugh always call him Plugs Biden? You know? Uh, yeah. Well, well, if anybody can come up with a plan, I'll be listening, and I'd love to hear some ideas. All right. Have a great day, and this Happy New Year. Montana Talks Ad with Lane Nordland. 
Weather forecasters are predicting winter weather finally on its way over the next few days. But what does the actual situation look like out in the countryside? USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey shares the latest hay and cattle in drought coverage per the U.S. Drought Monitor. Hay production areas in drought, we still see grass growth in the winter in the deep south, but most areas the grass is dormant this time of year. That said, we see 33%, just about one-third of the U.S. hay production area in drought on January 2nd. That is down slightly from five weeks ago. 36% was the number at that point, and we did see an autumn peak of 42%. So just like winter wheat, some of our significant hay production areas are seeing improvement as we move through the cool season. That certainly bodes well for spring as temperatures come up. We should see good grass growth in those areas that have seen improvement. Our U.S. cattle inventory in drought, and just like all the other things we're looking at, we are seeing modest improvement in those numbers as we head into this El Nino winter. The current number, 35% of the U.S. cattle inventory is in drought, down from 37% five weeks ago, also down from that autumn peak of 47%. Yesterday, the National Weather Service said colder air is anticipated to move across Montana in the next week. Highs could be as cold as the single digits below zero in the north. The low teens in the south overnight lows will range from 10 to 20 degrees below zero. I'm Lane Nordblom. Serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, if you're somebody who tried calling in a few minutes ago and the phone lines were full and you got a busy sound or something like that, well, call in right now because we got some phone lines open for you here on this Open Lines Friday. 406-294-0970. Or if you just want to send us a quick message, uh, you can send us a message on our Montana Talks app. Uh, you can even call us through the app. There's a little call button there that you can use. Uh, so feel free. Let's see. In fact, we had some messages just come in. Let me uh, share some of these with you here. Bonnie, I didn't see where Bonnie's writing in from. Uh, Bonnie uh, said this about uh, Tester. I like when he says he's working with the Republicans about the spy balloon. He is a joke. That's what Bonnie had to say about about Tester. Yeah, remember 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 when the spy balloon was hovering right over our heads and and John Tester wasn't saying squat about it. In fact, when when Congressman Ryan Zinke said shoot it down, shoot it down now, he was getting attacked by Montana Democrats. But then they let the thing hover all the way across America, all the way over our nuclear missile bases and more. And then when John Tester realized that Montanans were outraged about this spy balloon, then he pretended to be concerned about the China spy balloon. And he started talking tough for a little while. And then he jumps on CNN and downplays the spy balloon and covers uh, for China. Uh, Let's see. We got another message that just came in. Uh, Bruce and Ennis, not only is Joe Biden a member of Haircut for Men, he is the president from Bruce and Ennis with regard to the Plugs Biden uh, throwback there uh, to the great Rush Limbaugh. Bruce, thanks for that message. Uh, Let's see. um, Speaking of the China spy balloon, I I caught up with uh, Montana Senator Steve Daines earlier this week, and I got to play some of this audio because I told you guys I would would share some of it for you. Um, But I was... Over the uh, the Christmas New Year's holiday break, 
there was uh, breaking news information regarding that China spy balloon that flew over our nuclear missile silos here in Montana. And, and the, the big news that came out was that was that the China spy balloon was using an American uh, internet uh, service provider company, or basically was using American telecommunications to communicate back home to the motherland in Red China. And so, so Steve Daines basically said this, this is yet, yet more evidence that the Biden administration engaged in a cover-up of their failure to protect this country uh, from uh, the communist Chinese threat and the spy balloon in particular. But while I was talking with Senator Steve Daines, I also wanted to get his take uh, on, on Joe Manchin. Uh, announcing that he was not running for re-election and, and how Montana now is the number one U.S. Senate race in the country. And anyway, so I'll, I'll share some of that uh, with you here in just a second. But first, back into the phone lines we go. Frank in Evergreen, what's on your mind this morning? Morning, Aaron. Um, what's on my mind is the tires on electric vehicles. Now, some of these vehicles claim to go like zero to 60 in two seconds. And on a heavier vehicle, they wear out faster and try to get back to zero right, when you have to put on the brakes. Uh, they're going to wear out real fast. And where are you going to find a good replacement tire when there's just not enough on the market? You're going to be stranded somewhere. And, uh, you know, it just, it's not set up for Montana. To, to live this way, uh, you could be out on the prairie, and uh, you got to turn around, and you might, you know, I turn into a driveway, and you think you can turn around, and you just push your tires into the cattle gate, and uh, man, uh, uh, just, uh, just, and then there might be something. Well, I think the, the tire, I think like, the tires will be fine on the cattle gates, but um, I know that electric vehicles use four times the amount of copper. That, a, that your typical uh, vehicle would use, right? And so isn't it funny that some of the same people yeah. who claim to be environmentalists and are pushing uh, electric vehicles are, are some of the same people that don't support copper mining, even though they want to use four times the amount of copper? Yeah, and there's just loose cattle on the road, deer, uh, uh, moderate Republicans, so, you know, they always got white stripes down the middle of their back, you know, it's just... Uh, uh, you never know what you're going to hit. They do. That, that is one of the things that I have heard about, though, with the electric vehicles, especially the Tesla, is they, they, they have a really good initial acceleration speed on them. Uh, like, for example, uh, you know, my neighbor's got a Tesla, and I know that thing, it's just it, it can take off real fast. I mean, he'll be at the light, and somebody might try to <laughs> try to race him, and there's just no match because it's got such a quick get-up-and-go. And then um, I actually rode in, in one. It wasn't a Tesla. It was the uh, the Ford uh, was it the mock something? Anyway, Christian Brothers Automotive in, in Billings for their uh, for their courtesy driver vehicle. Uh, they have an electric vehicle, and it was a it was a cool little deal. I mean, if you're just zipping around town, okay, cool. Uh, but man, but like you say, if if you got to drive to Mile City or something like that, uh, yeah, I think I'll uh, stick with the non EV for today. Uh, thank you very much. And and uh, but, but yeah, but it was a cool vehicle. Uh, I'll give it that. Uh, two nine four zero nine seventy. The number for you. Next up, let's go to Bill in Big Fork. Bill, what's on your mind? Well, I tell you, uh, I've been calling John Tester's office for uh, numerous months about these illegal aliens that are coming across the border, and don't call them migrants; they're illegal aliens. But the ones that are on the terrorist exactly. watch list, and I ask them one question, and I, the question was, 
What are you doing with them? Are they arrested? Are they incarcerated? Are they sent back to where they came from? Or are you just releasing them into the country? And the numerous times that I've called Tester's office, they said, well, we'll uh, refer that to our LCs and we'll get back to you. I have never got one response from that office. John Tester is a lying piece of crap. Well, uh, he's he's supporting this invasion. He's supporting the Joe Biden policies. I mean, Don Kay from uh, the Montana GOP is pointing out, you know, he 91 percent of the time Joe Biden or John Tester is voting with Joe Biden. But but John Tester has the power to stop this. He has the power to have stopped this illegal invasion at any point for the last three years because the Senate is so closely divided. One vote matters that much. Uh, Bill, thanks for the call. It, it reminds me. Remember when uh, remember when. John Brennan, who we had on our New Year's Day special, John Brennan, a Republican from Scobie, and Jimmy Keene, a Democrat from Butte, they teamed up and they wrote a letter uh, together. And it was to John Tester, and it was about the Keystone XL pipeline. And they, and they both, a Democrat uh, from Butte and a Republican from Scobie, said, John, you have the power in a closely divided Senate to get the Keystone XL pipeline across the finish line. He never used his power to get the Keystone XL pipeline across the finish line. And when it mattered the most, he voted against the Keystone XL pipeline. Same point can be made about our southern border. John Tester has had the power to stop this invasion on our southern border, but he hasn't stopped it because he supports it, because he supports this radical left-wing agenda. Speaking of how closely divided the U.S. Senate is right now, uh, here's what, you know, I was, I was talking with Senator Steve Daines earlier this week, and, uh, you know, 2020, 24, Montana is going to be front and center. I said, man, I, I was telling Senator Daines, I said, you know, Happy New Year, but I got to be honest, man, the last three years have been so chaotic. Man, it's like, what more chaos awaits us here in the next year ahead? Darren, there's a thing called elections, and uh, Montanans will have a chance to voice their opinion, their views in the 24 election. And the entire country will be watching the state of Montana. Because Montana will decide who controls majority control of the United States Senate. You know, Kamala Harris has now broken more ties in the U.S. Senate than any other vice president in our nation's history. As you recall, if there's a tie vote in the U.S. Senate, the vice president casts the deciding vote. She has cast now more ties, breaking votes, breaking John Adams and John Calhoun's record. We've got 47 vice presidents here. Kamala Harris is now the gold medalist of most ties broken which shows you how important one Senate vote is. If we had a Republican U.S. Senator in Montana, if Tim Shee is a U.S. Senator, he's voting with us. He's voting where most Montanans are. We would stop what Kamala Harris has done over the last three years just, just out of the gate, not to mention what it will be like to have a new president and have President Trump in the Oval Office, what that will mean to change the direction of this country. It's critical. Montanans know it. And 24 is going to be a big year to decide the future of this nation. Now, uh, Senator Steve Daines, uh, he was quoted in a couple of different news articles uh, over the break, not just about the China spy balloon, but also about his role as chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee and what is now the best map for Republicans in 10 years to take back control of the U.S. Senate. Here's what he had to say about that. Well, it's the best map in 10 years for Republicans. You start with your incumbents who are up for re-election. Uh, our two toughest states out of our 11 incumbents who are up for re-election 24 are Texas and Florida. Uh, when you say Texas and Florida are the two toughest states out of 11, that shows you how good our map is. In other words, 
we've got red states that were defending incumbents. And so the likelihood of us losing any incumbent races is low. The good news is that we've got three red states that have Democrats up for re-election. It's Joe Manchin, West Virginia. It's Sherrod Brown in Ohio. And it's John Tester in Montana. And, of course, Joe Manchin announced he's out. And Senator Daines was a big part of that effort. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative, they do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. We'll try to get to every caller on the phone lines if we can before we run out of time here. Uh, Kay in the Flathead Valley, stand by. Uh, I'll get to you here in a second, but I see we've got... Bailey in Forsyth first up. Uh, Bailey in Forsyth, thanks for the call. Great to hear from you. Good morning. Morning. What, uh, what happened to the way we were raised as children and taught that you're innocent until proven guilty? I don't understand this witch hunt on Trump. Um, I don't understand it. I don't understand this advertising that Tester's doing against Sheehy on TV. I, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, no, it's a good point. What uh, what what do you find the most like? Uh, I guess what, what do you what do you, what do you see about Tester's phony campaign commercials that that troubles you the most? Well, first of all, I, I wish Tim would Tim Chi would come out and answer some of these allegations. Number one, and first off. I don't know. I I don't like. Uh, I think there needs to be term limits across the board. There's term limits, and I mean every office, whether mm -hmm. it's mayor, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Well, Tester's clearly been there too long. I mean, regardless of what people might have thought about him in 2006 or 2012, it's 2024. For Pete's sake, look what's happening to our country. Right, and I I will say I sat next to Steve Daines at a at a job fair in uh culture and uh that guy's 100 percent. i can tell you that he uh he'll tell you the way it is black and white i asked him when they were going to do something about this ballooning deficit and he said nothing's going to happen until we get nancy pelosi out of office well yeah and and the senate now in particular i mean look at how hard house republicans are having to fight just to try to stand up uh to to the democrat controlled senate right now uh yeah bailey thanks for the phone call thanks for listening to kikc and forsyth great to hear from you uh let's go next we've got Kay in the flathead valley Kay, what's on your mind good afternoon oh it's still morning uh, that's what's right i'm ready for the morning? weekend too <laughs> <laughs> yeah What's on my mind is um, the rechargeable batteries, whether it's for iPhones, um, I don't know, whatever you use rechargeable batteries for, electric cars. I, I am reading a book called Cobalt Red, and I highly recommend that everybody read that book. It explains how we get the cobalt and the lithium specifically cobalt. I'm not exactly sure about lithium, but how we get cobalt. And most people don't know 
that our rechargeable batteries have to have cobalt, and they don't understand how it does, how it's acquired. They think like mining and for copper and stuff in the United States with big machines. No, in the um, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, it's little children that dig the cobalt. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. right, it's a, at the surface of the of the dirt, and they dig these little tunnels that are like 20, 30 feet deep, and they collect the cobalt. And a, an adult male on a good day can earn $2.20 digging cobalt. And so, you know, a little child can't do what an adult can be. The, the little tunnels that they dig collapse, and the children, of course, are killed yeah. in the tunnels. But see, these... and. These environmentalists, the, especially the radical uh, environmental group leaders here in America, they, they know this. They know exactly what you're talking sure. about. The child slavery the is being used to, f- to furnish the resources for their green agenda. Yeah. They, will, they will shut down a, a, a great, well-run mine in, in western Montana, or they will block yeah. a, a much better run mine in western Montana that isn't using child labor, by the way. Uh, but they will shut it down. And... And yet they will be more than happy to get their, their, their cobalt from child slaves in Africa. They don't care about child slaves in Africa dying to furnish them the resources for their green agenda because they know this is happening. Yeah. And it's really, you know, don't we care about children? Apparently some people don't care about children. The children. And yeah, Bill's on the flat the for the children. The Children in Congo, this is a really good book that I'm reading. It's called Cobalt Red. And the author is a man from India, and I can't even begin to pronounce his full name. But it costs $5 a month to send a child to school in the Congo. And the families can't send their children to school because they need the little children to help cobalt yeah so it's, money it's just crazy it, it's just like this humanitarian crisis that's taking place on our southern border where where these people who claim to care about migrants that justify this invasion on our southern border are putting these migrants in a horrific situation uh and but but they don't care they're they're just trying to transform this country into something else uh ted in billings i know we're just about out of time uh about 30 seconds or so to go what did you want to share hey good morning i uh get aggravated with testers, Democrat ads, and the nice little voice comes out and says, Tim Sheehy is now worth $260 million. Good for him. <laughs> That's exactly it. Uh, the Democrats always, always play the envy card. And so he's got money. I wish he was a billionaire. Yeah. Maybe he... Yeah, good so for him. Anyhow, well, see, see, John Tester's angry that 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 Tim Sheehy served as a Navy SEAL and got shot up on, uh, for this country, and then became very successful. John Tester would rather that Sheehy and all the other veterans are just victims who have to beg him every time they need health care from the government. Uh, 